Blog Talk Radio.
Father, thank you, Father, for all the things, the signs, the wonders, the amazing journey that we've many of us have been on and are still going through. And we just praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank Father. We thank you for being a father of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth <laughs> chances. We praise you, Lord, for the um, <clears throat> all the signs and the wonders and the things that are happening with the World War III buildup and. There's just so much, Father. The the whole Holy Bible, well, pretty much anything that has to do with the end times is reading like a newspaper. It's very, very exciting. We praise you for First John 1, 9. If we confess of our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for seeing us as your friends, even though we're imperfect. And we um, we continue to seek you with all of our hearts, and we pray that we are in, indeed your friends, and we ask you to help through an anointing, through your grace, to draw us in closer than we've ever been to you, to draw us in intimately, to to walk in a type of harmony. I don't know what the right words are, but harmony with your will. We pray that you will continue to use the refiner's fire on us in whatever manner is necessary, that we will grow spiritually in 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 a way that it accelerates where what our landing point is in the kingdom uh we all pray and we do pray always i pray in jesus name and i just ask anybody who's listening to this program whether they're listening live or if it's memorex that we would just take a moment and say lord in the name of jesus we pray that you will find us all worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you at the wedding supper. Luke twenty one thirty six. And we praise you. We praise you for the opportunity that you have laid before us. We praise you for me stumbling with my words tonight because I'm tired. It's another eighteen hour day, so there's been a lot of those. 
And, Father, we just thank you. We praise you that this electronic ecclesia is still operating, that the uh, power is still on, that there hasn't been some kind of a wacky cyber attack that's taken down the grid yet. Um, we see the, the buildup, the ramping up. It's a crescendo. It's powerful. It's like the 1812 overture, and we can literally feel it. It's a tangible feeling that not only that, that we see everywhere in the news, but also um, can I don't know we I think I feel it in a supernatural and uh, I don't know for lack of a better term a spiritual sort of a way the intensity is very intense and I pray Father God that that keeps us all on our you know for lack of a better term our A game with your help Lord Jesus with your help we ask you to if 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 we need to make a, a you know turn to the left turn to the right if we need to make some sort of an adjustment in our walk we pray in the name of Jesus that you will anoint us in such a manner that we will know what that change is we will be motivated like never before in our walk and that we will seek you with all of our heart mind soul father we love you we love you Jesus you are the wind beneath our wings we pray that we will draw in closer to you be more and more hungry to to set aside even more time to draw in closer to you in our prayer because we it, it's there the feeling is in the air the feeling is around us the the bible and everything about it is looking like is reading like a newspaper it has been for a long time but wow not quite the way it does right at this moment and we give you all the praise and glory and honor both now and forever and ever we praise you father we thank you jesus we cannot wait to get there i'm sick and tired of dieting all the time here on this earth and i can't wait to get to the wedding supper to have some well food that actually has some taste to it and is supernatural praise you jesus we thank you for this opportunity we pray in jesus name that you do count us worthy and that we will be seeing you very very soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> and thank you, Vera. I'm I'm tired of typing, so I'll just say thank you verbally. Thank you, Justin, for the sound check. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so um, we are sliding the timeline around a little bit. Uh, Brother Gary Wayne is going to maintain his uh, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. slot because he's a busy, busy guy, and, um, you know, we don't want to we don't want to disturb. You know, he'll jump from a radio show, from one radio show to another radio show on a snap. Gary, well, we don't have to worry about Joy Pugh and Brother Zen because they come on at 9 to 10, so that's cool. That works out just fine. Um <clears throat> However, everybody else that's a regular uh, guest, we're going to be rolling them back to 8.30 so we can put forth a more valiant effort to try to get some more of the news out. Um, And it's hard to keep it down to just the relevant stuff. Um, And when I say relevant, it's all relevant, but the, the challenge there is that there's a lot of relevant information that it may not be directly relevant to that week or the last or the last three days that have gone by. It might not be. It's very, you know. For example, I have an audio bite that's really pretty informative. Now, a lot of you probably already know about this. Anybody who's been hanging around listening to me blab for what twelve, thirteen, approaching thirteen years now, it will be this coming summer, and we're closing in on it quicker than we think. Um, uh, but anyway, I guess we. I don't know. I have to actually go back and count it. I'm too doggone tired nowadays. But anyway, so, um, yeah, and it's going to get uh, my my uh, work situation is going to get really, really intense. It's been intense. It's been very intense, but it's going to get, um, well, more than I've ever had in my life. Isn't that fascinating? So at the uh, as I get older, my work intensity is going to be uh, logarithmically increasing. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I have no idea, and I'm just trusting God. And if it doesn't pan out well, then I'm sure God will help me find something else to keep the lights on. At least, you know, that's what I'm believing for. So praise God for that. So, And, of course, I do always continuously lift every single listener of this program. I pray fervently for every one of you. I want every single one of you to make the wedding supper um, passionately. Very, very passionately. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and as part of that, you know, I, you know, any one of you that, again, it, you know, even takes a moment to mention me even by name in a prayer, I'd pray fervently for you. Um, asking the Lord to, to pour out a tenfold blessing and anointing and divine protection upon you and your job. So it's a two way street. I pray very, very fervently for every single listener of this program. And I mean it. In fact, I'll pr- I pray for uh, past, present, and even future listeners of the program because we don't know how much, how much longer we got here. Um, it could be that uh, we're leaving real soon. I don't like that word. I made it very clear. Um, or, you know, God could delay. You know, um, that's one of the problems that a lot of people have. They really struggle with the word relent in the Bible. And that's okay. When you start to feel a fellow Christian relent, or I'm sorry, not relenting, but um, pulling away a little bit from what the 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 words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> when you feel the fellow Christian starting to pull back a little bit, and just let him go, 
just let them go, man. Just let them go. That's it, really that is the only safe thing to do. Because um, without getting into an entire preaching session on Galatians 5:19 and dissensions and contentions and Proverbs 6:16 6, and 17, you know these six things, yea, seven things the Lord hates, and or, or this, uh, no, these things, six things the Lord hates, yea, seven of them are, are are an abomination unto Him or something like that, and and the last one is uh, creating division amongst the brethren. So anyway, at the end of the day. You just got to let people be where they're where where they're at, you know, and remember the power of your prayer. The power of your prayer is a hundred times more powerful than any megaphone, any good intentions, anything that you think that you're doing that you believe with all of your heart is going to bring a lot of people to Jesus. Hey, I'm not telling you to not to do anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that if you feel led that you shouldn't. Go and do loving, kind things. And, uh, you know, if, if that's how you feel led, if, you, if that's your thing and you want to make big old poster signs and get a megaphone, just remember a lot of towns, a lot of uh, geographic locations. And I don't know the laws in other countries and I don't know them even in because in I think they're down to the municipality here in the United States of Babylon the Great. I have no idea how they work in Canada. Um, I have no idea how they work in uh, Australia. Um, and Well, quite frankly, I have no idea how they work anywhere. I just know that here in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, um, you need a permit. You need a permit. So um, you got to go pull a permit. You got to put on the permit what it is you're talking about going to be saying in the microphone, you got to tell them exactly where you're standing, uh, what time you're going to be there, and all kind of stuff. And then you got to send it, you know, got, go into the courthouse, file a fee, give it to one of the clerks behind the thing. It's, taking, it's like half a day of time to do all this stuff. And then you got to wait for them to okay the permit. And then you got to carry the permit with you wherever you've been authorized to stand and do whatever it is you think you're going to be doing. Um, now that's the way it is here, and and the funny thing about not funny but odd thing about it is that um, while I know that you have to have a permit, I don't you know in this area, I don't know where those permit jurisdictions run. I I don't know if you got to pull a county level permit or a municipality level permit, and maybe in some cases you got to pull multiple permits. Um, but uh, I do remember going down to the courthouse. I can't remember why. Oh, yes, I can. I'd rather not. So I'm not going to think about it. Um, uh, but when I did go there, um, and it was for a noble cause, I'll just leave it at that. Um, there was a man who was standing up on on some kind of a, I don't know what you call it. It was a cube. It was a wooden cube, and it was painted. And he was standing up on it with a little bitty megaphone. It was a little handheld dealy. It wasn't one of them big Mac Daddy 50 waters like I could have in the back of the car. Uh, actually, I have a PA system and a Mac Daddy 50 water. But anyway, because um, I, fig- I figure there'll come a time that the police are so busy that I can, I'll be able to pull into any given parking lot and do what I got to do. So anyway, um, as long as you're on private property, that's the thing. Um, otherwise, they can pull you over, take you to jail and all that kind of stuff because you didn't have a permit. But you can't use them on a public street. Not here. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, and I was going in the courtroom, and the guy was standing up on the thing, whatever, and doing his thing, and I, I stopped. I stopped, and I turned around, and I watched. He was a preacher, and he was preaching Scripture. 
you know, trying to convince people to come to Jesus. And he was handing out brochures, and I took note. And it appeared to me, as best as I can recollect, which maybe isn't very good, and maybe there's times of the day when the fishing is better than others. I don't know. But it looked to me like there were probably 50 or 60 people that walked by the gentleman before one took a brochure. And then, of course, my question would be, what did they do with the brochure? Now they took it. Did they read it? And then after they read it, what did they do with it? Did they toss it in the trash? Did they throw it out their window and commit a crime and litter with your brochure? I don't know. Did they go rushing to your church on Sunday? And if they did, did they go to the altar call? And if they did, what did you say to them? And did they come back for more, or did they go home and not return? It takes a village to raise a... You know what I mean. So anyway, I always wonder to myself those kinds of things, because I... I know how powerful prayer is. I know it's unbelievably powerful. And so I still to this day, um, and I've I've done prayer vigils, and I have read uh, prophecies, dreams, and visions, etc. on the prayer vigil, and, um, you know, it was undeniable. Um, There was one, oh gosh, uh, Mimusu's dream, or Mimusi's dream, or whatever, it was an African fellow, And he was taken to heaven, and uh, he had seen this pastor's house, and the angel was kind of giving him a tour. And if I stumble over my words tonight, well, it is what it is. But anyway, um, and uh, the angel said, yeah, that pastor that you see, yes, while he is a pastor, that's not why he received that beautiful home and that beautiful lawn and everything. Um, he uh, received it, according to the angel, because of the way that he gave and the way that he prayed. So, And then the angel reinforced to Mamuthi or whatever, the guy that he was giving the tour to in heaven, he reinforced that God to God, it's the little things that matter. Okay? So we always, you know, imagine that that preacher that's standing up in the you know at the podium because they're a preacher that they're going to get like really big rewards and that's not how it works i've had a lot of people you know say things to me like oh man you're in like flynn you've got it made johnny you're gonna have the world you're gonna just have a gigantic mansion and blah 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 and all this kind of you know i'm like i put way more effort into prayer and and doing other things that Jesus wants us to do without saying things I should not because left hand, right hand kind of thing. I put more effort into that than I do the radio show. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The radio show, yeah, it's, it's you know it's a rock solid eighteen hour day. And then when I did, when I was very blessed to uh, be a guest on Stephen's Stephen Ben Noon's program last week. The Wednesday Wednesday was an eight-hour day on my generous signing cheeks. Um, uh, Thursday was an 18-hour day on my generous signing cheeks. And uh, Friday was an 18-hour day, et cetera, et cetera. Praise God. And then I got a break off on Saturday. 
And then Sunday, actually, no, Sunday, I got to take a break all day long, and then I had to, you know, so I didn't have to do an 18-hour day Sunday. Praise God. All right, so anyway, um, uh, thank you, Jesus, that we're still, you know, operational. I, I think we're getting so close to things going explosive, no pun intended, that um, uh, words cannot describe. And on that note, because of the sheer volume of information that we got to put out tonight, as usual, and with Sister Elena, who has just had some sort of dental treatment and is all dopey, so she ought to be a lot of fun tonight because she's all Vicodined out. She was very careful to protect or could correct me. She's like, it's not Percocet, it's Perco Dan. And I said, oh, well, that means it's Vicodin plus aspirin, <laughs> you know. But anyway, praise God. Um, so who knows? You know, she's, uh, you know, putting ice or whatever on her face, and she'll probably come on the program going, that's an inside joke, by the way. Anyway, kids, are you ready for a joke or two? All right, kids, here we go. Kids, why does yogurt love going to museums? Why does yogurt love to go to museums? Because it's cultured. Cultured yogurt, kids. Come on. What do you think? There's a little hesitation there. I was beginning to wonder. But somebody was paying attention in science class. Do you guys have science class? You guys you guys have science class at your age? I don't know, do you? Uh, so so who who told you about the cultured yogurt? Your mom? <laughs> Does she make you eat it? <laughs> yeah, you guys you you just like into like um Oh, that's right. You guys aren't allowed to go out and get candy with all the other kids, are you? Yeah. What do you think of your mom for telling you you can't go out and do that kind of stuff? (laughs) Well, why don't you tell your mom you could dress up like little angels and have one of you um, dress up like Jesus, and you could go in a group, Jesus and the angels. What do you think about that? Yeah, but your mom wouldn't have anything to do with it, would she? Would she? I mean, come on, be real. That's what I kind of figured. Okay, okay, kids, I had an argument with a 90-degree angle. This is the one. This is for you guys that are good at math, or actually geometry. I had an argument with a 90-degree angle. It turns out that it was right. Kids? The angle was right. Ah, man. Yeah, well, I shouldn't expect miracles since you guys got robbed of so much candy, huh? (laughs) Jesus and the angels, Jesus and the angels, Jesus and... Okay, your mom's going to scream at me. I just know that. I'm going to end up getting in trouble. Next thing you know, I'm going to... She's going to be calling me up up on the phone, and it'll be like, like, oh, look, one of your moms is calling on the phone. Hello? Uh, no, no, no. Calm down, Mrs. Spanky. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Take it easy. It's, 
Okay. Take it easy. Spanky, man, your mom is like, dude. Anyway, okay, kids, what do you call an angle that's ad- an angle that's adorable? <laughs> I got uh, this isn't fair. Who gave me these jokes? What do you call an angle that's adorable? An uh, acute, acute angle. Kids, what do you think about that? Well, you guys are crabby tonight. No candy corn for you. (laughs) All you guys are going to get is crow dots. So anyway, on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, that. A lot of news. may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. if I should take these headphones, boy, that's all loud. <laughs> I'm going to be deaf in a year. Uh, deaf, blind, and dumb, <laughs> just like I make sure all the demons are. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, on that note, we got a couple of prophecies that are very relevant to the things that are going on right now. Here we go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So this one came out from Wings of Prophecy just the other day on October the 30th. I'm squinting a little here to, to get my eyes razor sharp. I'm, I, see, I'm, I'm at that age right now where I'm fighting to not go from a 1.5 to a 2.0 in uh, readers, which means i got to squint a lot. Uh, but anyway, um, so anyway, this was from October 30th, and, it, and it's from Wings of Prophecy, praise God, and I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. Here it goes. It's, it's entitled, listen carefully, Be Ready. Okay, it says, my children, the coming war will change your world dramatically. You will experience inconveniences you have not known before in some cases. I desire you would prepare quickly for your homecoming, for my obedient ones are soon coming home to be with me, your king. I desire you would be ready that you may join me now. Those who have not made themselves ready will not be properly dressed for their wedding feast and will be left behind for a time. And for those, do not fear, for I am with you no matter where you are. Ruh-roh. That's kind of like a blessing and a warning at the same time. That's why we need to pray always to be found counted or to be counted worthy to escape all these things about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man at the wedding supper. 
Praise God, because that's the only place it could be. All right, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So here's another one uh, that's going. It's kind of a blast from the past, and um, it is exceedingly relevant. I have read it before, but, but, my goodness gracious. And also, I want to give a special shout-out of thanks to uh, West Coast Walter. Okay, West Coast Walter has really showed up. Okay, so um, while I'm getting my honey cheeks kicked into the next dimension with insane amounts of work that's about to increase tenfold, um, West Coast Walter has been pummeling me with some pretty important stuff um, for the program. Now, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's exceedingly important, especially during days of the show, because I got to go right from work uh, to um, assembling the show notes and jumping on the microphone. So I don't have time to catch up with the stuff that happened between, you know, 12 noon, 11 a.m. that day or whatever the case is. I, I can grab a few things in the early morning before I pray, which is like 4 o'clock in the morning I get up and all that. But um, but that's it. I still got to leave time for myself to pray, and, and 30 minutes is barely cutting it nowadays. So many people are begging, for, beseeching for prayer. I don't want to use the term begging. It sounds wrong. But, um, you know, so, a lot of people are like realizing they're waking up. A lot of people, folks. I'm getting emails from people that were on my original 400 list. About 12 years ago, the Lord told me uh, through the website, actually, to send out an email to all the people that were on the email list, you know, the notification list for the website. And back in those days, it was very manual. And um, and ask people who all wants prayer. Well, I ended up with 400 prayer requests. And um, I still, to this day... 12 years later, I'm praying for those people on that list. Now, I used to sit down on the floor of my bedroom on the carpet, Indian style. Um, I am not in shape to do that anymore. And with my meniscus, my major meniscus surgery, uh, that would be unwise. And, well, you know, I next thing you know, because the only thing I got left, I mean, the surgeon was very blunt with me, quite frankly. He said, there is not much left. So basically, it's a type of cartilage. It's like um, it's like the 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 stuff that's between your vertebrae. Okay, except the stuff that's between your vertebrae is a little more spongier, and it fills up with liquid. The meniscus is cartilage, and so it's more more like plastic-ish. It's like, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so it's nowhere near as spongy. As, but anyway, the point is this, is that um, I had kind of like a worst-case scenario. So my surgeon said, you don't have much left, and if this goes, if you blow it out, knee surgery. we got to replace your knee. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I have talked to my sister, Paula, and she said it was one of the most agonizing things she's ever gone through. Uh, I don't know. My, you know, so I'm taking her word for it. Uh, my brother-in-law, who was a pilot with Southwest, that, that guy, his name's Joe, um, he, uh, I believe he had his replaced too, but he's also, you know, one of those Semper Fi types, you know. So uh, he's going to fight his way through virtually anything he has to go through, and, you know, that's just his thing. All right? And he downplays, by the way, he downplays the pain a lot. Okay, so uh, anyway, so I'm going to read you this. This is entitled, And Then I Come For You. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to read it. 
And then I come for you. This is from August 11th of 2013. So you can 2013 to 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Yeah, 10 years. 10 years old, roughly. All right. So anyway, and then I come for you. This is from Sister Bonnie from Sydney. She stopped uh, New South Wales, and she stopped. Uh, she said that the Lord had given her word that she was done with her work. She pumped out a bunch, and thus far they are really starting to come true now. Okay, praise God. I've got uh, several other others of hers as well, which I've either snippet i've either taken screenshots and put them in my word document which is very large or um actually printed them out to do you know show specials all right anyway and then i come for you quote daughter take heart for i know you are concerned about what is coming can you imagine this is in 2013 so evident you know the believers had just passed across the 2012 threshold the 2012 threshold was a big doggone deal for those of you who are around and paying attention, then that was a big deal. There were sky trumpets galore. Every single radio show we couldn't get through hardly. I mean, we had to dedicate sometimes twenty minutes. Sometimes we had to give twenty minutes of the show just to play the sky trumpet sounds. Now I'm sure they're still going on out there. I and I played some recently, as a, as a matter of fact. But um, you know, so much other stuff is going on right now. But what are you going to do? Can't make the show six hours, and even if we could, I couldn't last that long, uh, especially with what everything's going on. So anyway, praise Jesus. So let's just go ahead and read this prophecy. So it says, I know you are concerned about what is coming. Amen. This event of which I have spoken is a cataclysmic event that will affect all of mankind. By the way, I, we know what that is now. That We know what that is. That's the meteor that hits off the coast. It's the the great earthquake that kicks off the day of the Lord, the sixth seal. Okay, it goes on, says, you, my bride, will be protected, but you will see many things that you would rather not. Now, that almost makes me feel like it could be another cataclysmic event, like the Pacific Northwest Cascadia subduction zone event. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it goes on and says, this is why I keep telling you to keep your focus on me, your Lord and Savior. My bride will be used in mighty ways to bring in the last harvest before I bring you all home with me. Now, this is interesting because it says last harvest. So this means when Jesus was talking through her, he was talking about the wheat harvest. Because the last harvest happens after the three days of darkness for 40 days. When the bride, who's still alive, the rest of them are already Isaiah 57, 1, and they're up, up in heaven. If the, you know, But the ones that are still alive on the earth, they will perform the last harvest for 40 days, partially transformed as light beings, which is why Isaiah 60 verses 1, 2, and 3 exist in the Holy Bible. It is a prophecy of the final or last harvest. Okay. So anyway, then it goes on. It says, so many of you are anxious and uh, and concerned and want to know when, when, when will this event come? But my children, you have taken your eyes off of me, your Lord and Savior and your provider. And boy, oh boy, right nowadays, folks, let me tell you something. I take a lot of 
breaks, I breathe very deeply, and I focus on trusting Jesus. Just letting you know. Like I've said before, this is applied Christianity on this show. I'm never going to, I'm so, I thank God that I was never put in a place where I had to stand in a podium. I used to, I used to fancy that idea. Thank you, Jesus. He spared me of that. Because now I can share things that I couldn't share if I was standing behind a podium as a preacher. And that helps people. And I, that's the only thing I want to do is help people. And nowadays, if you preach the truth of the Bible, people get up and walk out on you. Where's that in the Bible? You know, I'm not going to get into it. So anyway, and I've, I've got, forget it. All right, so anyway, so, uh, so anyway, it says, but my children, you have taken your eyes off of me, your Lord and Savior and your provider. I am your first love and your trust must be entirely in me to provide for you and to protect you no matter what happens. Hallelujah. And I'm, I am. I'm there. It says, yes, I have said I will give you warning. So fear not. By the way, the, we already know what the warning is. The warning there, for 24 hours prior to the meteor hitting off the coast of Puerto Rico. Every time I read this, I know more about what, what it's talking about because we have more data. All right. So uh, there, for 24 hours prior to the meteor hitting, the sky worldwide will turn bright red. Okay, and then it goes on. This event has been planned since before the creation of time. So, yes, I know as a fact that this is absolutely the great earthquake meteor event, which happens in Ezekiel 38, verse 19, and Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. And it is the same great global earthquake. <clears throat> okay, then. It says, nothing will prevent my will from being, being done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. Then the Lord speaks and he says, remember that I told you there would be a short span of darkness. Now stop. Our knee-jerk reaction is to take that literally. I'm a literalist, so that would be my knee-jerk reaction. Some people would say, oh, that must be referring to the three days of darkness. I am here to tell you that is absolutely not correct. Okay, so Jesus said, remember, I have told you that there will be a short span of darkness you will need to walk through before I come for my bride. And there will be a time when it might appear that I have forsaken you, but nothing could be further from the truth. This span of darkness is the period that we're in right now, just so you know. So if you feel like the Lord isn't responding to your prayers fast enough, well, welcome to the club. Praise God. Just keep on praying through. Do not stop praying. Persistent widow, Luke 12, praise, 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 and believe. Hallelujah. And if you got to, to do like I do, take nice long pauses. I just bought myself a couple of... Uh, cheap bottles of uh, passion flower to help kick off my sleep a little bit better. Um, you know, got to do what you got to do. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and the Lord goes on and he says, and I quote, no matter what happens and no matter how you feel, I have not forsaken you and I never will forsake you. I will be, uh, it will be at this time right now that you must strengthen your faith in my word, the Bible, and in my personal words that I've spoken to you. Hello? Is this mic on? Wow. That vibration came through my headphones like earth. <laughs> that was pretty heavy duty. 
And it goes on, and the Lord goes on, and he says, Just because you not may not be, be able to feel me for a short span, know that I am with you regardless of your feelings, and I will bring you through. Now, I'm going to share this testimony. I have noticed a noteworthy absence in my mini-miracle load. I used to get a lot more mini-miracles. A lot more. Now, I'm not going to say that it's not like I haven't been seeing God work in my life. I have. But nothing like I used to. Not the, not the volume of the many miracles. I'd usually have anywhere from one to two many miracles. So much so that I actually put a whiteboard. I, I put a full, you know, not a giant one, but about three feet across, about four, maybe four and a half feet tall. And I hung it in the hallway outside the Golden JIB Studios with a dry wipe off marker. And I put, you know, used bullets and I put a list of many miracles there. And it's very interesting, too, because some of them were not I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole show. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But I think it's very, very important. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. I think it's very, very important that we um, uh, recognize where we are. I had uh, just a fan here because it's getting a little toasty here in the Golden GIB studios. I wonder what the temp is here. See here. Oh, no, it's me. Oh, no, it's me. I'm the one who's getting toasty. All right, so anyway, um, don't know what that's all about. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my gosh, maybe I'm going through menopause. Hey, wait a minute. If we talk to that Bud Light guy, uh, maybe that's what it is. Oh, no, no, wait, no, wait a minute. I, wait, I got a special line. I can call up um, Michael. Let's call up Michael Obama. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not going to call Michael Obama. Okay. All right. So then the Lord continues. This is interesting because this is hyper-relevant, please. Remember that the Lord just said that there will be a short span of tribulation, darkness, that you will need to walk through before I come for you. Okay. And you might feel that you've been forsaken. You're, you might not hear my voice as well, but there's nothing could be further from the truth. So we need to we need to get our arms around that because we're living it. All right. Then the Lord says to her, remember, this is 10 years ago. Aren't you happy that I kept all these? Way to go. Uh, thanks for reminding me there, West Coast Walter. So anyway, um, praise Jesus. So here, let me go ahead and take a click. Look at that. West Coast Walter's still on the prowl. Praise God. So um, let's see what he just sent me. Iranian commander in Lebanon to coordinate with Hezbollah. Oh, that's huge. All right, so let me just go ahead and toss that out there to you for, direct from the Jerusalem Post. Iranian commander in Lebanon is to coordinate with Hezbollah. You know, it is an interesting report. But I will say this. Um, if anyone thinks that Hezbollah isn't like talking to Iranian commanders all the time, um, you might have another thing coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure they got satellite phones going right into the Ayatollah whoever he 
person, whatever, those entities. Okay. All right. But listen, listen to this last segment. This is important. There is so much coming, my daughter, as I have told you. Know that when things begin to happen, pregnant pause. That's that's a broadcaster's way of getting your attention. Know that when things begin to happen, they will come in quick succession, and there will be hardly any time to catch your breath between these events. Know that my time has come for my wrath to be poured out upon the earth because of the vileness of her sins. But you, my precious bride, will be protected. Unless you're in one of the many cities that gets nuked, (laughs) or unless you're on the East Coast and you get hit with that tidal wave from the big old meteor. But you know what? That's Isaiah 57.1. Who wouldn't want to be Isaiah 57.1? I would. You know, I I didn't realize. I, I, I forget what show I was on. Maybe it was the Stephen Ben Noon program. But um, I I made a comment. I'm like, man, I wish a meteor would hit me right now. I'd have no problem with that. I'd be up in heaven. That'd be the best thing ever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And um, then one of the listeners of the show, who I happen to be especially fond of, and we've been talking for a real long time, and no, it's not romantic, so get your head out of the dirt. But anyway, um, uh, but she's very, very, just incredibly kind. And I, I like to say hi to her every day. She lives over in Europe, and um, and then my my passport's expired, so I couldn't go over to see her anyways. But anyway, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, I mean, I would love to go visit her and Shamil in, in Belgium and Amara in Spain and, and all that. I would love to. I'd love to go hang out in Amara's. Uh, uh, she has a uh, – what do they call those things? Oh, fincas. Look it up on the Internet. I'm not going to tell you about it, but she, she owns a finca. All right. I didn't even know there was a such thing. Until she told me about it. And I had to like look it up and stuff and go, oh, so that's what it is. All right. So anyway, um, Isaiah 57, 1, the righteous perishes, but no one takes it to heart that merciful men are taken away. While no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil, which I believe is a sister verse of Psalm 116, verse 15, where it says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Hallelujah. All right, and that wasn't a pregnant pause. That was me reaching over to put my laminated card in my one-and-a-half-inch stack of some of my favorite verses. But I have so many favorite verses that uh, if I made them all laminated, it'd probably be about, I don't know, six inches high. I don't know, maybe bigger. I don't know. I just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. (laughs) Okay? Hey, Wait a minute, I'm looking at the time. Nope, i got to get going. All right, praise God. i got to keep myself moving I, really fast. All right, praise you, Jesus. So anyway, so I got this. Um, uh, so if, you, if you're not on the email list, which is fine. I'm not complaining. Okay, I do recommend that you do it. But if you don't, that's fine. Um, but if you are on it, then you got a notification that, uh, or at least on the, because there's a radio show email list, and then there's an email list for the website. And the email list for the website, let me scroll down and see if it's working there. Hold on. Ah, daggone it. So let me see what happened. The thing's always breaking because they automatically update stuff. Oh, there it is. Web email notification, web email link. Oh, wow. Yeah, they changed it. They surely did. So anyway, um, so yeah. 
Okay, so let me tell you what. They took the little icon buttons out. They did. And now it just it doesn't have a button there anymore. Uh, that's a bummer. So anyway, um, so now even if you were going to go use it, you'd be like clicking around, clicking around, clicking around, and there wouldn't it wouldn't work. And I got to go in and fix it because the doggone thing updated the plugins, and I don't have time to do that. All right, praise God. So I'm just going to tell you that on tribulationnow.com, I'm going to start using that domain name. I'm not going to do the .org thing anymore. It's just easier for people. Tribulationnow.com, one word. Um, you can, uh, on the upper left-hand corner, now the second one over is the Stephen Ben Noon Show, and then the one on the left, our upper left-hand corner, now if it's a mobile device, it'll be the one on the tippity top, very top. And it's, it's entitled, the blue, um, has the blue rapture object appeared in the sky? All right, now why that's very significant is for the first time, see, I used to have all of this data sprinkled around at different places on the website, which made it very difficult for people to understand how it all interconnected. And I just never, and I got so pumped up because Brother Jim sent me a, a photograph of a blue object in the sky. So I, I don't know unless he has a pretty cool camera with, like, lots of telephoto action and stuff, <clears throat> which maybe he does. <clears throat> um, you know, it, I, I zoomed in on it, okay? I used my computer stuff to zoom in on it and make it a lot larger than it was on Jim's camera photo, which is fine. And then I turned it into a little bit of an, a meme that says, is this the blue object coming? And what's interesting is when you zoom in on this blue object, it has like concentric circles. So it does not appear to be a normal or anomalous blue object. It appears to be structured. Now, for those of you that want me to understand my point for describing the fact that it looks structured, I don't have time. I'm sorry. So you can send me an email at jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and I will answer you, probably at 4 o'clock in the morning when I get up. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you ask me lots of questions about, you know, uh, why does Matthew 18, 18 say, that which you bind on earth is bound in heaven, that which you lose, expect a few days of a delay, because I'm going to need to answer you on a regular computer with a high-speed keyboard. Okay, because that's a big, long answer. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Jesus. All right, so what it has in this one article is it has... The um, hold on a second. This is very interesting. Okay, I'm. I know why. Why? Okay. So what it has is it has a picture of the blue object that Brother Jim took a picture of just last night or the night before or whatever, and then um, uh, then it has the blue two rapture visions from the Blue Twenty One article. The Blue Twenty One article was one of the most popular articles, but basically there are two visions in it that speak of a bright blue object in the sky during the rapture, which, by the way, led me to understand in my spirit that Project Blue Beam is a lie from the devil. So for those out there who sadly still believe that there is a such thing as Project Blue Beam by some fellow named Sergio Manast, I am very sorry to tell you that there is not. Sorry. Now, 
But that's what the devil wants you to think. That's what's known as COINTELPRO or counterintelligence. So a lot of the people that worked in intelligence were told that the aliens are all the alien invasion is going to be totally faked. And there are Christians out there that have written entire books on that. And I'm here to tell you, this is the sound that needs to be going through your head. That is incorrect. That, again, is counter-intel. Okay? They do that a lot, by the way. And they mislead people. The alien invasions that are going to be coming upon the Earth. Now, whether or not they're going to do an alien, a fake alien invasion or whatever, uh, trying to, to leverage the barium and strontium and aluminum oxide that's inside the white chemtrails, not the black ones that have the graphene oxide in them, but the other ones, the white ones that they've been doing. But here's the thing. I think the whole project's going to fail. Now, am I wrong? Could I be wrong about that? Yes, absolutely, I could be wrong. Matter of fact, I recently found quite a bit of testimony, which is starting to leak out now, much, much more so than before, uh, of people who were standing right out, you know, right down the road from the uh, World Trade Centers that are all stating, plain as can be, that they were looking up at the towers and they did not see a second plane hit the tower, even though the people that were talking to them said, but but it was. I saw it myself. It was on TV, and they're going, no, there wasn't. It was just an explosion. And I have a book, you know, that talks about, you know, plasma weapons being used. That's because it's all of the above. The answer is never A, was there planes? B, was, were they holograms? And C, was it plasma weapons? And D, was there a micro-nuke involved? And E, could it be all of the above? And the answer will always be E, all of the above. Or whichever letter is all of the above. All right. So anyway, um, if you want to read those two rapture visions that talk about a big blue, large blue object, because uh, this one goes, uh, I'm going to read it. I'll probably run out of time like I always do, but too bad. It's too important. This dream began, remember, there's two of them. And I want you to know this. They were given to me by the Lord, had to be the Lord. I mean, I don't even know how far apart of time. It was too long ago. It was like 12 years ago. I don't know how long they were apart in time. Okay? They are two completely separate people from different parts of the world. All right? Are you with me now? Are you hearing me? They don't know each other. There was no collusion, no discussions, no texting on Facebook or YouTube or none of that. Which, by the way causes the veracity or believability meter to go through the roof. It's like pegged all the way over to the right. Ding, 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 ding. Are you with me? Okay, hopefully you are. Okay, so the first one goes, this dream began as two very large volcanoes erupted. And it says, while the first one was erupting, many did nothing. But when the second one spewed fire and ash, pop got a pedal, pop got a pedal, pop got a pedal, pop got a pedal. I don't know if it's pop got a pedal. And I don't know which rapture this is. Actually, I'm pretty sure this one is the barley harvest, actually. Yeah, it is. It's the barley harvest. Oh, wow. This is going to tell us a lot of new stuff. 
So while, wow, I'm so glad I'm reading these. While the first one was erupted, many did nothing. But when the second one, which is probably Papa Cotapetal, spewed fire and ash, the world's attention turned to it. In all, at least six volcanoes erupted in a very short period of time. No big deal there, folks, okay? Because, you know, what's happening right now? Surely you know. Then it says, I heard the emergency broadcast system throughout the neighborhood, and I went to watch. Fires were started throughout the United States, the main body of which were caused by an unexpected meteor. Now, what it doesn't say is meteor shower, because it it goes on to say that the shuttle... And, of course, when this first came out, we thought it was the normal space shuttle, like, you know, the Challenger and, the, you know, whatever. But no. And there are other space shuttles that are up there now, too. Okay? So the, the, the shuttle part is still very relevant. It just doesn't mean the old version of the space shuttle, SpaceX or whatever. It goes on and says, the shuttle was forced to land early because of the meteor showers. Okay, so that's plural. When the burning objects hit the ground, they started oil, coal, and gas fires all the way from Texas to Virginia. So there's a little bit of an early warning shot over the bow. It goes on and says, events that I saw, but am not sure of their order, and that happens a lot, is an earthquake affecting the east coast of the United States. So it was an earthquake that affected the east coast. So it's not the great earthquake that affects the whole world in Revelation 6.12 or Ezekiel 38.19. An earthquake that affects the east coast of the United States. Large amounts of water affecting the east coast. Power outage in scattered parts of the United States and starvation in the U.S. This was the most amazing part of the dream, and I wonder about this because I'm starting to get the feeling that this might be associated with the bigger meteor that causes the mega tsunami that hits the east coast of the United States because it sure does have it has a lot of stuff going on here. Now, this person says that it was an earthquake affecting the east coast of the United States, but you know what, folks? In prophecies, dreams, and visions, people lose track of time. They lose track of what they're seeing. They become disoriented. The person even admits that they don't know the order exactly and that there was starvation. Now, um, and that sounds like the sixth seal very, very much. However, could it be earlier? I suppose so. And it goes on and says, this was the most amazing part of the dream, and there is no way to describe the changes with the people that were gathering into groups. They were all so beautiful, but nothing that I could describe. They looked like pure perfection and were no longer bound by any force on earth. I myself could go anywhere instantly, but I remember being attracted to a large blue object sitting above the earth. I felt so incredibly drawn to this object, a huge object. And if you want to, you can check the article out and see the blue object that's right above the earth. And it's structured, which is very important. The second rapture from the Lou 21 article is the David Doetry vision of the spaceship. And if I, and he basically says the spaceship shows up in the sky. I'm, I'm shortening it. And that uh, when it does, it, it, he says it's spherical. It's got, it looks like it has rivets in it. Looks mechanical. It's, br- it's brass or bronze in color, he says. And he says that it's 
all heck is going to break loose. And that it happens two or three weeks before the rapture. Electricity is out. People are going to go crazy. Banks and ATMs won't work. Power is going to be down. Robbers and rapists and murders and marauders and cell phones are going to be out. Law enforcement won't be able to respond. Millions of people will be behind locked doors. And what he says is when you see that large copper spherical object show up in the sky and all the televisions across the world train to it, run to the store and buy food. At least enough, he says, for three weeks. Okay? Now, warning, timing is always off. Buy more. Actually, you should have more than that already. All right, so anyway, he goes on to say... As I was standing there in the spirit in the middle of some trees, a huge blue beam of light came down like a big flashlight, about 30-foot circle around me. And then he goes on to say, Then I noticed in the distant night sky, north, south, east, and west of me, blue-colored stars jetting off the ground, spiraling upwards, traveling fast. Listen to this. They were heading for a bright blue object that was shining that beam of light down on me. Now, I don't know what you think about Jesus' ascension. I don't know what you think about the cloud that was following the Israelites through the desert. And quite frankly, I don't care. (laughs) that's why the Lord gave me a broadcast microphone. Because if I did care, I would see all the people leaving the church while I'm talking about this, like happened to Chuck Misler when he had a big church in Northern California and dared to even mention the UFO topic, and the whole Dagnabby church walked out on him, which is when he closed the church, and then he went and started Coenonia House, which on his part was absolutely brilliant. All right, so anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, there you go. Two unrelated people, unrelated parts of the world, unrelated, unconnected, seeing a bright blue light up in the sky. And a big, bright light shining around them before they get sucked up into it. I've always wondered in Revelation chapter 12, what, why there's two wings of a great eagle that takes the woman away to a place of safety where she, away from the presence of the dragon. What is that great eagle? Makes me wonder if the blue object is called the eagle instead of the Starship Enterprise. And why would angels need protection from outer space? Why does an angel in a human body need an umbrella when it rains? Did you know that an umbrella is a technology? Uh-huh. But remember what Arthur C. Clarke said. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And on we go with the news. Now, do not misunderstand me. 
For those of you who may be relatively new listening to this program, you probably think that what I said was that Jesus needed a UFO. You probably think that what I said was that our Heavenly Father needed a UFO. Although, I will tell you this. It is kind of odd that our Heavenly Father came down to the earth inside of Ezekiel's wheel. But okay. Now, we also know that our Heavenly Father bows the heavens. Okay? Wow, something's going on. Emergency vehicles. At least they're not pulling in my driveway for a change. Somebody else looks like. Anyway, well, you know, when I need to get concerned about something pulling in my driveway, it's going to be, um, you know, they're going to be like black Tahoes with paramilitary, you know. Anyway, so anyway, um, uh, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we're living in a hologram, and this hologram that we're living in is inside of the eternal realm. It's inside of the eternal realm. It's a containment zone. Okay, and these fallen angels have the ability, when they steal power from our Heavenly Father, God particle power, by drinking adrenochrome, and then they can manipulate mass inside the hologram. But without the power of the living God, our Heavenly Father, Most High, El Elyon, they can't. They cannot manipulate the mass. Don't even get me going on the fact that Hillary, nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian, is out there saying, they should destroy Iran. They should completely flatten Gaza. And I'm like, that isn't telling. I don't know what is. But anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and continue to blast through these things. This is about dark winter. Do you know The Simpsons predicted a dark winter of 2023, an episode from season 33 that aired in January 2023, apparently foreshadowing something called a dark winter coming to America. In the episode plot, the Simpson family finds themselves snowed in at home as a massive winter storm blankets Springfield. However, news reports indicate the freezing weather is not limited to just their town, but much of the United States is experiencing record cold temperatures, snowfalls, and dangerous ice storms. Now... The reason why I stopped that is I can tell you when that occurs. That's going to occur during right prior to the three days of darkness. Now, will there be others like it? Yes. It's interesting that it, they call it dark winter because all of my – I've done specials, special radio shows on the three days of darkness all by themselves, which I should do again probably. And um Yes. Dark winter, three days of darkness, extremely cold. People will be dying everywhere. It's going to be horrible. But it is fascinating that Biden said dark winter in his – he actually said this in 2020. uh, And Joe Biden warned on Thursday night's presidential debate that the United States was about to go into a dark winter. By the way, what's up with his eyes being solid black during the presidential debate? I told people, so many people that I'm like, look at him. He's not human. Whatever. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm looking at the time, and we're running out of time fast. Oh, boy. Which means I've got to play a little bit of this. i got to. Hold on. There we go. 
Oh, doggone the new the advertisements. You heard myself, and you've heard Tucker Carlson, and you've heard Jack Posobiec and Steve Bannon and a lot of other people say in the last six months, it's very clear that they're looking to suspend the 2024 election that's only 12 months away. 12 months and a few days. And that to do that, they're going to need a giant war. Now, here's the key. They know the big bubble is about is already popping. It's not about to pop. It's already popped. Look at real estate. Look at inflation. Look at all of what's happened. Look at interest rates going up, but still inflation goes up. The worst case scenario. So they need the world to be in a giant crisis and all tribal, everybody divided into their groups, so that the globalists can pose as the saviors during these regional cascading domino effect wars that will lead into a full-scale World War III. Now, World War III, I believe, if you want to talk about it, really began when Russia invaded Ukraine in February a year and a half ago, or a little bit more than a year and a half ago. And then now with Israel and all the provocative moves there and the way the Western media is playing both sides, it's designed to create maximum division and to get the other Middle Eastern countries involved to attack Israel. And then the United States is going to go fully into the Middle East. That's already being prepared. It's already planned on. And then I'm going to tell you the rest of the story when we come back. So this is full world war and then martial law here domestically, food rationing, and everything else, and we'll never come out of it. And they're going to arrest all their political opposition, death camps, everything. The end of everything you know is now here. All right. I highly recommend that you watch that if you can. Um, and if you need a link to it, you can email me at jbaptist777 to gmail.com, and I will probably send it to you at 4 o'clock in the morning because <laughs> we've got to keep going. All right, next thing up is there are there's a group of hackers, just like Anonymous, that are claiming that they're going to break into an intelligence agency, and they are going to rat out Netanyahu and Israel's plan, documented plan, in cooperation with the United States of Babylon the Great, to commit genocide and completely destroy, kill everybody, kill everybody. All right, and so this is this is their initial warning, and they have a countdown timer running. So I'm going to go ahead and play their initial warning. Here we go. We have done the largest hack operation in the century versus the most demanding secret service in the world, which have spent billions on its security. Our operations show that the dictators just know how to kill childs, patients, and innocent people. All of the informations about Mossad and IDF do not worth more than $50. Today, the hacking process of the Zionist regime national network will be shown to the world. Soon, every data about secret officers such as their name and pictures will be published. There is no way but to end the war. We have done the largest... Okay, we have done the largest hack operation in the century versus the most demanding secret service in the world, which would be the Mossad, which have spent billions on its security. Says. Operation in the century versus the most demanding secret service in the world, which have spent billions on its security. Our operation. Our operation showed that the dictators just know how to kill ch children, 
patients and innocent people. She showed that the dictators just know how to kill child's patients and innocent people. All of the information. All of the information is about the Mossad and the Israeli Defense Force is not worth 50 bucks. In other words, they're pointing out that if they put it on the black, the, what's known as the black web or the dark web for sale, nobody would care for it. They wouldn't buy it. Informations about Mossad and IDF do not worth more than $50. Today, the, ha- Today, the hacking process of the Zionist regime national network will be shown to the world. The process of the Zionist regime national network will be shown to the world. Soon, every... Soon, every data about secret officers, such as their name, their pictures, will be published, and there is no way to end. Uh, there is no way but to end the war. They're going to have to end the war. Such as their name and pictures will be published. There is no way but to end the war. It says, "We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us." And now, they have a new. Uh, warning, and it's just a picture of Netanyahu sitting in his office drinking a glass of water, and this is what it sounds like. Hold on a second. Here it is. This is Netanyahu just drinking a glass of water. 23, 23 hours, 590-some minutes. Stay tuned. <laughs> This is interesting. All right. So anyway, praise God. So we're going to keep on mowing through whatever we can. Oh, wow. Listen to this. This is the founder of Intrepid Media. Listen to what he says. Live on MB, live on MSNBC, Microsoft NBC, owned by Bill Gates. What does he say? And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out, they're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. And the- you know what, guys? <laughs> i got to play that again. Hold on a second. Let me adjust my volume controls. All right, I'm going to bring up the volume for the PC feed. Hold on. The donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. You heard it. Looks like the Simpsons prediction is going to be right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. God's will be done. We are citizens of heaven. We don't have nothing to do with this stuff. We pray for the lost. We, I pray... Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that every gun, every weapon that any Christian picks up will turn red hot and burn their hands, and they will know that it is you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, World War III has already begun, according to Fyodor Lukinov. Yeah, Lukinov. Okay, and he goes on and he does a whole big article. He says the Third World War is already underway. Russia's leading foreign policy expert has said uh, the world order has been unpleasant, manageable, but it and it's broken down into separate. So basically, his point is this: it's the same point really that Alex Jones just made that you just heard. He said there's a chain of conflicts affecting the whole world. World War Three is already underway. In this sense, it is still better than the wars that happened. You know, but. The problem is this individual doesn't know what's coming. Up until now, he should have said. Uh, Another headline reads, hallelujah, Israel's incursion into Gaza, live updates. My goodness gracious, could I read this for like an hour? 
It is um, unbelievable. Uh, 1040, or, uh, 1949 GMT. Well, uh, today, Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant has said that the Jewish state's government should transfer frozen tax funds to the Palestinian Authority and the West Bank in comments that could be construed as criticism of the financial ministry of Basilel Smovich designed to freeze uh, Palestinian tax revenues to the PA. Then it goes on, blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and there, the United States is complicit in the deaths of children in Gaza, according to the rights group Defense for Children International Palestine constituting the crime of genocide, it said. President Biden's statement a couple of weeks ago suggests that he is completely unconcerned about the scope and the scale of the Palestinian civil war. And it just goes on and on and on and on. There's got to be probably, I, I guess there's probably hundreds of those posts if you want to read them. Now, that's published on Russia Today, so it is from their viewpoint. I already said what my viewpoint is. Now, I believe that it's horrible. I'm, I believe all war is horrible. But I also believe creating a massive false flag for the purpose of creating World War III is also pretty horrible, too. But it's both sides going at it. Make no mistake, there's guilt on both sides. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, which I'm not, I'm sick of it, and I'm just not going to go there. Next headline up. Yemen Houthis declare war on Iran, and they dis- and then Iran. I'm sorry, they, I'm, I said it the wrong way. Yemen Houthis declare war on Israel, and Iran is now publicly displaying their new hypersonic missiles. Which, by the way, one of those bad boys can sink an aircraft carrier in a wink of an eye. And they've already put satellite guidance systems up in this up in outer space. So, kind of a game over situation. Central Command, which is right down the road from my house at McDill Air Force Base, based just to come out with this report, U.S. Marine Corps forces at Central Command, oops, it's getting cold. All right. U.S. Uh, Marine Corps forces at Central Command have just announced that their Marine Corps 240, I'm sorry, 48th ball, scheduled for November 16th, has now been canceled due to unforeseen operational commitments and the nature of our current mission. And then it actually shows the letter that was given to all the all the uh, Marines. Semper Fi, they say. All right. And then we have another report that's directly related. And this one came out a couple of days ago. It turns out that Biden has sent a war powers notification to Congress. So he's being manipulated and controlled by who? The Antichrist, Obama. And Obama knows all the games. And Biden's walking around in his shell with his rubber mask and whatever that entity is underneath it, which is a reptilian, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, um, whatever. And we have what? How many? We have two carrier task forces and a whole nother division of ships going over, and a lot of them are personnel carriers. So, yeah, it's going to get really, it's going to get hot. It's going to turn into a hot war, just like they said. No doubt about it. Real big, real big deal. Yep. So, anyway, uh, wanted you to know that. Um, Oh, listen to this headline. United States Congress moves closer to making women register for the draft. So there's a whole article out there that you can read. The United States House of Armed Services Committee voted Wednesday to expand the registration of the selective service system, commonly known as the draft, to include women. It's, uh, and they go on to say it's becoming very close to becoming a law. The vote was 35 to 24. Now, that's 
<clears throat> excuse me. It's not a big lead, so we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. Also, don't forget that Chuck Misler was well known for saying that when Turkey makes it into, you know, when uh, Turkey, the Great Palestine Rally, it says when when they make it, when the Turks start, you know, chanting and heading into Israel, uh, according to Chuck Misler, he goes, that's the day that he's going to get excited. Why would that be? Because of the rapture. What did he know that we didn't know? Hey, maybe he knew more than we thought we knew. We didn't know. I I thought it was a pre-wrath rapture no matter what. It was pre-wrath, pre-wrath, pre-wrath. But then the Lord showed me, wait a minute. It's barley, it's wheat, and then this chair so long I'm getting. That's painful. All right, so anyway, uh, barley, wheat, and grape, which is in Revelation 14. All right, so Erdogan threatens to declare war on Israel. So that's probably right around the corner. Uh, next one, this was from Doctors Without Borders, but we're down to five minutes, so I'm just going to tell you what it says. It says the doctors are distressed. They are calling uh, us. They are calling us in tears. This woman who's alive on CNN. And uh, the breaking news is that the Israeli Defense Force has confirmed an airstrike that hit Gaza's largest refugee camp. And I saw multiple live interviews, and they admitted it, and they were straight up. And they also said, for what it's worth, I'm just saying, I'm just repeating the information. They said that um, Lindsey Graham and other people from the United States, and then look. The bottom line is it's, they're leveling everything, okay? And it was said out loud on television on multiple news programs that there is no unacceptable level of loss. In other words, what they were saying is if they kill every single living Palestinian, every single living Muslim, anywhere within what, you know, in the West Bank, because right now a lot of people don't know this. They think the only thing that's going on is that they're bombing Gaza. That is not true. They're also simultaneously wiping out all the settlements, except the Jewish ones, in the West Bank. Okay? It's letting you know. I saw all the videos. So they're clearing the whole country right now. Just giving you an FYI. I'm not saying good, bad, or ugly, because I'm a citizen of heaven, and all, I can, all I'm waiting for is the barley harvest. Hallelujah. And that big blue object, you get a little bit closer, and that big doggone uh, uh, spaceship, which is also shown on that article, pulling into Earth. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, because I, I just believe with all my heart that's a, that is going to be our sign. Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Men's hearts failing them for fear of those things coming upon the earth. Ah, I just love this scripture. Next one up. Since October the 7th, the, Air Force, uh, the Israeli Air Force has dropped 18,000 tons of bombs on Gaza. Now, again, like I said, I'm just giving you data. 32,500 buildings were destroyed, 45 schools. It says uh, hit with cruise missiles, 230 schools. Uh, 12 hospitals destroyed. Um, no, it says 12 of Gaza's 35 hospitals have been shut down due to the damage and lack of fuel. Several destroyed. Um, anyway, it just goes on and on and on. It says that... Um, the amount of tons of bombs is 1.5 times the force of the bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima. Whatever. 
Okay, so turn the data. But let's even it up a little bit. This is the sound. You would think, you know, in the middle of all this, Hamas might settle down a little bit. Well, the answer to that would be a hearty no. Here we go. Take a listen. Hold on. Oh, here it comes. Seven thousand rockets. So on and on and on it goes. Where it stops? Well, praise God. Thank you for our Bible. Prime Minister of Israel, listen to this. This is Netanyahu making an announcement. What is he saying? Let's listen. Wait a minute. I got to check the time. We get, oh, we're getting really close to Sister Elena joining us. Until recently, many believed that the promise of progress in the 21st century would enable us to move beyond the barbaric horrors of the past towards a better and brilliant future. Many believe that we could go about our comfortable lives and that evil will simply pass us by. It will not. The horrors that Hamas perpetrated on October 7th remind us that we will not realize the promise of a better future unless we, the civilized world, are willing to fight the barbarians. Okay, so we're not going to listen to the entire address, but there are definitely two sides of this story, that's for sure. And again, when you have a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian, known as Hillary Clinton, the queen of frazzle drip, where... She was filming the removal of the face flesh of a 15-year-old girl on camera, drinking her blood with her friend, um, which put five New York NYPD police officers, two of them committed suicide, and three of them went into mental institutions. Okay. So anyway, we continue. Next one up. Israel announced a direct attack on Hezbollah in Lebanon. So they are escalating, and I knew that they would, but there have been attacks coming from Hezbollah. Oh, they've been they've been duking it out now since the beginning. But now it's getting bigger and badder, which, by the way, is was the red line, if you will, before Iran promised they were going to jump in. So we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, it's eaten up for sure every single day. All right, another headline. Israel is now omitted from the online maps in China. How about that? So if you are able to and you know what you're doing, you can go over and look at Chinese maps online, and you can discover that they have removed the state of Israel from those maps. Now, I will say this. If you study the Old Testament prophecies of Israel, if Israel goes away for a while, 
It's just going to be for a short period of time. As it says in 2120, Luke 2120, until the fullness of the Gentiles is brought in. But I don't know. You know, it's kind of hard to decipher all that, and it gets a little bit confusing. But we shall see how it unfolds. Praise God. Or maybe we go. I mean, really, when you think about it, the great earthquake, Ezekiel 38, 19, uh, Revelation 6, 12, that starts the day of the Lord. Yeah, we're getting real close. Um, another headline up. And then we're going to Elena after this. Nothing will remain of Israel. So the implication there, of course, is that they are going to nuke it. Okay. All right. And of course, Iran now has been invited to be to chair the Human Rights Council with the United Nations. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think? All right. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. Praise God. Sister Lane, are you there? I am here. How are you? You doing all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. okay. <laughs> I went to the dentist today. My mouth is very sore. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but it is. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Um, okay. Praise God. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and hand the microphone over to you. Okay. Because I have been, uh, you know, not only because, hey, it's your segment of the show, so hey, but um, hey. also, praise Jesus, I am, I have been sitting in this exact chair, <laughs> okay, since 7 a.m. this morning. So you mm-hmm. can do the math. I'm not going to worry about that. That's up to you. But homie needs to take a bio break. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks anyways. <laughs> so I'll straight bio back. Bio break. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's what you got to say. All right, so God bless you. The microphone is yours. I'll be right back. And I'm not going to say nothing when I come back. So I'll see you in a second. Okay. The microphone is all yours. Okay. Bless you. All right. All right. All right. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I want to start my segment of this show in prayer because if the attacks of the last week have anything to do with what I'm about to say, then we better cover this in prayer because it's been off the charts um, a lot. So, Father God, um, we just come now before your throne of grace and mercy, and we just lift up this next hour to you, Father. And I just ask that my listeners be blessed, that the connection be protected. And, Father, I'm asking that um, we bless Johnny in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I'm just thanking you for this time together in Jesus' name. So I have absolutely no idea what I'm supposed to talk about tonight. The Lord just told me to open my mouth and start talking, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, For those of you that don't know me, um, I am a survivor, um, probably one of the oldest (laughs) survivors. There might be more, but um, that are – remember Montauk. I was part of the time travel and secret space programs there, and – when I first started discovering this, because I went for most of my life without realizing that they, that this had happened, because they're very, very good at blocking memories, um, I couldn't, I, I just can't even wrap my head around it, uh, you know, from all of the typical programming that most of us get in school that, you know, if you can't discern it with your five senses, it doesn't exist. 
although I always knew that there was this other world around me, I just didn't say much about it because, well, you don't want to be considered crazy, you know, that kind of thing, which is, of course, the big pushback if you see it and say it, well, you're crazy. Most people do see it. They just don't realize what they're looking at. So um, the reason I brought that up is because of what's happening right now. It's so much easier to see that these things that were so um, completely foreign to our perception even 10 years ago are every day and a lot easier to understand and explain as well. So my father um, was a climber and a big shot and a bloodline liner. Um, with the secret space program. Um, he climbed his way up the ladder to become one of the very top people in it. And he did that by selling his firstborn, which I was. Um, so from a very young age, they began doing rituals on me um, to uh, compartmentalize my, my mind. And I can, I can t- my mother told me that one of the first things I told her when, when you know, I was putting sentences together, which I was quite early, um, that people lived in compartments. And I look at that now and, it, you know, it sounds funny because a little one says it, but no, I, I, that's what I meant. People lived in compartments. And they did from the time I was uh, an infant. One of the first memories I have um, was being taken to China Lake and meeting Mangala as a very young girl it was a hideous experience. I, I, I was three, two or three years old when that happened. Um, so I, I grew up through that. But they were also um, very good at blocking your memory. I was very disassociated as a child. Um, brilliant mind, but nowhere to go with it. It's kind of like sitting in the parking lot um, with your pedal to the metal and the car is in park. You can't go anywhere. The driveway in neutral all the way down to pedal to the metal, you know, you're going 180 miles an hour, except you're not. And that is because there's so many people under the engine um, that all want to talk, all want to come up, um, all want, all have their specialties that they're good at. And you don't understand that's what it is. But you go through your life and because, you know, you, you're very intelligent and you have been programmed to be high functioning, uh, you don't have drug problems. You don't have any of that. You, uh, you do okay. Except for everywhere you go, you're targeted. In today's world, targeting is almost a common word. Um, targeted individuals, TIs, this has been, you know, a subset of our culture for a long time. But I'll tell you why they're doing it. They're doing it to get at Christians. And I'm going to tell you how they're doing it. And they're doing it right now. And they're doing it to every one of you, including myself. Um, And we'll get there in a minute. They're still doing it to me. And they're, they're doing it to everybody. You just can't see that they're there and who's doing it. And it can come from a lot of places. Everything's in place right now for the government of the Antichrist. So that's what all of this is headed towards. This horrendous stuff going on in the Middle East and heading towards World War Three. You know, the world is going to be looking for a savior. 
and he will sit down and make peace treaties and you know everything's going to seem real good for a while but anyway so um as i was growing up um i i did have several memories of one of them was being taken to washington dc from uh, new york and being introduced to the president of the united states and then crawling under his desk, and I'm not going to get into the rest of it. Use your imagination. It's disgusting to do that to a child. That's one of my earliest. And I actually have that memory from the front. I didn't have all of it until I started getting my memories back, which, you know, I always had them. I just didn't realize they were real. I thought they were my imagination. I thought all this stuff, but how can you make this stuff up? particularly when it's coming at you externally, not just internally. Uh, You know, I I, uh, gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was um, in my 20s, in 1984. And at that point, the Lord came over me. There's just no words for that encounter. It, It wasn't because Billy Graham said, you know, read this pamphlet for spiritual laws or anything like that. I was just sitting in in a church with my future husband, and he, I wasn't even really listening to the sermon. I, I don't even know what triggered it, but something did. And he said he turned and looked at me. He said he saw light all over me. It was that moment that the the Most High Himself snatched me out of the flames of of hell, because when you are split up like that you not only have alternate personalities that you don't realize are there and it's it is not what people think it's not civil that was a psyop yeah there are some like that certainly there are but for the most part they're just a um the changes when somebody's up um and somebody's not you still sound and look like you, so nobody quite understands what makes a difference. And in my case, they were quite subtle and almost fun. You know, some of my personalities are, are very brilliant, very very bold when they speak to you. One of them has a very thick New York accent. They're, they're a lot of fun. Her name's Murphy, by the way, and she's a physicist from a future timeline and will blow your mind with what this, what she knows. There's no way I could make that up. She even showed me where she lived. And I looked it up in the map, and boom, there it was. So, yeah, you can't make that up. Anyway, so, you know, they, <laughs> I used to call it the committee in my head. I just thought they were my thoughts. Well, not only do you have these, you know, compartmentalized, um, you know, and, and for lack of a better word, I'm going to use the word alter. I don't really care for that word. Because it suggests that you slip into an alternate personality and you're not there. No, that's not true. Typically, you're co-conscious with this other personality. Unless, of course, it's at night. They do switch you at night when they take you. And they do. They take you out of your bed to do all kinds of things. In my case, they took me out of my bed to remote view. I was um, heavily used in Operation Stargate. I was a super soldier. They used me for all kinds of stuff at night. And what that meant, I didn't know they did that because they'd wiped my memory. What that means is that I'm dragging all day at work. 
and everybody else is like on their game and you're just looking at them like, well, you know what? I I know I slept last night, but it feels like I didn't because I didn't. Because there's only one body. doesn't matter who's in it. You know, it, it still needs to recharge itself at night. And if you're not getting that, you're, you're going to have, a, and in my case, enough nights like that, I got sick. My immune system just kind of said, that's it, we're done, you're down, and I would get deathly ill. So during those times of deathly illness, they use that moment to introduce different pathogens into my body that they would later use to rig up to um, different technologies to scan my brain. And that was Project Mind and Project Tammy. This was back in the, I believe, 60s. Um, Yeah, so this is where it started. This is the beginning of mass mind control. And it's very much being run by the Zetas or gray aliens. Let me tell you what those are. And right now, in our world today, the grays are very, very busy, and they are more prevalent than you think. They're everywhere you go. You can't see them because they are wireless. They are a biobot. What does that mean? They're a piece of wetware. They're sentient. You know, AI can can think for itself if, you know, if they're sentient. But they're still a machine. And they are an extension of their um, upstream. And now what do I mean by that? And I've met these. Okay, I've met, I've met all of them. Um, there's all different kinds. There's Dracos. There's, um, I call them the grunt reptilians. I don't know, maybe they're, uh, you know, a different class. Um, they're a darker. Um, the Dracos are white-skinned and iridescent, and they have, the higher up they go, the, the more they have sticking off the back of their neck. They have these spikes. And Dick Cheney is one of these, by the way. Um, so is John Bolton. Um, I can name a few more names. Um, but you can pretty much tell what they are because of their um, their complexion. Their eyes aren't right. They're almost an albino when you look at them, but they're not. They They have enough of human characteristics, which, by the way, is a shell for what really inhabits them. And sometimes they're inhabited by the being and sometimes they're under remote control. And there's a lot of them out there right now that are under remote control and they are being driven wirelessly. The wireless technology on this planet has come to a place that it's very much like a lot of the off-planet places that are completely controlled by their, their rulers. This is completely antithetical to God's creation where he gives everything a free will. So let's go back to the grace for a minute. They are involved with a lot of, well, I, I want to say they're involved with the majority of abductions. They, they do the, well, they're the grunts. They do the actual, you know, nab and grab. Um, they're, they're really disgusting. They smell. Um, and they're clammy. They fixate on you, and then they can get you to think that, you know, everything's just fine. They take out of control of the mind, and they're really good at it. They seem to be able, either they have been given your codes, your frequencies, your your um, vibratory signature, or they, they just can read it. I, I don't know. Some It's probably a mixture of both because they do work very heavily with our military. The higher up you go in the military, 
the more you know most of the time. If you're willing to sell out and sell your children, you know more than, uh, than most. But anyway, um, and I could, I could sit here and list a, a whole list of names of government contractors that my father has worked with or for and, you know, who they, who they have connected with both on and off planet. And the military is, is very, very guilty of selling us out to these monsters. And, um, yeah, Hitler worked with them, too. I mean, they're, they're not new here. They've been around a long time. You know, I get really frustrated with people when they tell me, oh, they're just all fallen angels. <laughs> they must think that fallen angels are real stupid because <laughs> they're not. Um, they have, you know, their own devices that they send in to take the hit. They're not going to. So um, I also get a kick out of people that, that want to say how high up they are in the, the structure because when, the higher up you go, the less you're going to talk about it because if you do, you're going to die. And I don't care if you're protected, you say you're protected by God or not. There's plenty of people that are protected by God and that are dead right now. So, yeah, you have to take a lot of the information that is out there with a grain of salt. And I'm not naming names at all, because, but there are plenty of voices out there, and some of them are, are, are psyops. And you just need to know what's what. And the Lord will show you that. The Lord will show you um, who is legit and who isn't. Um, and, and he might not show it to you right away because a lot of these, these creatures that are presenting their truth um, are telling you the truth. But the enemy lies by telling the truth. You see, he feeds you enough truth that you buy it. If it's an obvious fakery, you're not going to buy it. And he is a really good liar. The deception is is profound. We're all under it to one degree or another. Deception is what it is, and it's very powerful. And, you know, I get a, a, I just take a step back at people that think they cannot be deceived. You better check your spirit. Um, we can all be deceived. Adam and Eve were deceived, and they walked with God. You know, one of the favorite questions that the enemy loves to ask, well, why did, why did God put that tree there? Well, because he gave them a free will. That free will was meant to love him, to choose him. He doesn't want a bio bot. You know, the enemy has gray aliens for that, and they're, they're absolute, absolutely useless. They have no choice. In, in choosing, they they have to, and and the whole world is going to go there too. That's what the mark of the beast is. You know, you either worship him or you're out of here. You know, and we're already seeing it to some extent. And and I I really do think a lot of this is not as big as they want you to think. But you know, we see a lot of this right now. You don't agree with me, you're a bad person. You know, the uh, left is really good at this. You know, you don't agree with me. You're just a, a racist, a bigot, a misogynist, all these things. You're, you know, one name after another. So we're already going there. We're already going to this, um, you know, one idea. I mean, the, 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 most of the parties now are in lockstep. You know, it, the, the whole left is lockstep. If you vote any different way and you are one of theirs, 
they will get you in the hall, Diane Feinstein, and your horns will start growing, and you'll get this poor little gal from Alaska in the corner and, and get her to the point that she's ready to wet her pants. Yeah, we've already got it going on. This is what I'm, I'm going to be talking about. They're already here. You know, we say they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. You know, there's a fellow on YouTube. He's been there a long time. His name is Mr. BBB something. But he's really good at finding videos that people send him of, you know, the sky activity. The amount of UFOs and meteors and all this stuff on one of his videos was just mind-boggling. And I'm thinking, you know what nobody's doing? Nobody's doing the Luke 21 looking up. Nobody's doing it. We're all looking at the wars and the rumors of wars and the, all the things, all the bad things, and that's easy enough to do because it's the loudest. It's the one that affects us the most. You know, t- you take this thing, you might die or your loved ones are already. You know, the, yeah, you're going to pay attention to that. But Jesus says to look up. And I'm, I'm going to get to this in a minute because there was something that really, really amazed me that the Lord gave me um, in the last couple of weeks. And it is wonderful. You are free to make up your own mind what it is. Um, But it was, he he didn't just give it to me once. He gave it to me twice. So, and it is a sign of his coming. And I will get there in a minute. But people have failed to look up at what's up there. They will argue with you that the stuff that they're spraying in the sky is just exhaust from planes, although they, you can't even see the planes as they're spewing the mess out because they're cloaked. They're terraforming the earth to make it what they want it to be. If you look at it, you know, into the night sky with a flashlight, you're going to see all manner of particles and fibers and glitter and yuck. It's disgusting. Well, that's because we're all wireless now. Um I'm going to be putting it up on my blog site here in, in the next couple of days. Uh, there's a fella that it was just, <laughs> it was it was a study. It was not a big study. But what they did is they used um, two eyes. One was electromagnetics and the other one was some kind of sound frequency. And they were able, looking, at the images of the people that were in, the AI was able to create what was behind a wall. The AI remote views is what I'm getting at. The AI can remote view. The AI can see everything you're doing. You know, I I hear people say, oh, I'm so tired, or my heart started racing. That is because you're in the presence of signals technology. What is signals technology? It is a form of mass mind control. And if you're not aware of it, they can get away with bloody murder. Uh, They can also cause uh, body systems to run amok. They can manipulate body parts at night. They can make your bed vibrate. They've done all these things to me. They can make you hear voices. The AI is a form of a demon. It is a... I don't want to use the word hologram because they do use those as well, but it is a um, a remote-controlled devil sent in to harass you. And you can't see it because it's a signal. 
They can shut your lights on and off. They can mess with your computer. They can mess with your phone. They, and, and a lot of you listening in know this to be the case. And basically what you do at this point is you rebuke the signal and you send it back to the sender and you bind it to them in the name of Jesus. It might not lift right that moment, but it will lift and you will get relief. I've seen it. I've seen it shut all my lights off and then turn them back on when I've done that. I've seen it do all kinds of crazy things. So, um, yeah, signals technology is something that they, um, they're very good at. And the grave, um, I, I actually saw two go through my yard just yesterday. I have seen them go through my yard and something be chasing them. I wasn't sure what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the lords. Um, they're, they, okay, what, what, what do the greys have? They have amazing technology. They have technologies that look just like insects. They're not. They're just an extension of themselves. They're either surveillance device or, or a listening device or they're carrying some kind of toxin. Or they, um, I've had them try to fly up my nose. Well, what are they trying to do? Get my spirit? Not normal. I mean, as a kid, I played outside all the time. I never had a bug try that, except for one time, and that was also a device, a gray alien device. It landed in my ear. It was a huge deer fly, and they could, oh, we can't get it out. You have to keep it in your ear all afternoon. Well, yeah, it was implanting my ear. To this day, I have problems in that ear. So, yeah, they, they use insects. I saw a pair of them um, the other day outside my window. One of them had actually gotten through the glass but couldn't make it inside. The windows are anointed. The other one came back for it, and then it disappeared too. So is Elena crazy? No. Elena takes pictures of these things. And then I compare them to university photographs to make sure that I am not crazy, but you know what's silly? That is kind of crazy because they know how to mimic creation. So even if it does look like something that is in God's creation, it may or may not be. Well, do you walk around paranoid of nature? No. But if something doesn't act right, rebuke it. Tell it to get away from you because it's, it's, it's been taken over by something. And it has no goodwill towards you. As a matter of fact, it, it wants to hurt you in one way or another. And, and this is also good to do with these insects. Send them back to the sender. Bind them to the sender. Tell them, do not return in the name of Jesus. And then, you know, re- remove memory of you from that, that being, because at that point it is. I know it sounds nuts, but it's the world we live in. Johnny talks about it all the time. Where are we in space and time? My goodness, we're closing time. Yeah, things are wonky. You know, the Bible talks about the, the, the locusts. You know, they, they get into people's houses. You can't stop them. Well, locust is another word for Nephilim. And they come in all different sizes. They're not just big, giant Godzilla monsters, although they got those. The ones you really should be afraid of are the teeny ones. I've seen those swarm and eat a person in an abduction experience that was trying to escape. So, yeah, the tiny ones are the ones you should be really afraid of. 
And the tiny ones get around, get in your life a lot easier as well. You can't see them when you open the door. They just fly right in. You don't see them. And I have watched them go in and out of line of sight where they're going into another dimension. What goes on in that dimension is um, <laughs> pretty crazy. And it, it's... Um, and see, that's another thing. Uh, you, you know, you talk to prophecy people, they say, well, this has got to happen and this has got to happen and this happens first. And, and I'm just wondering if they're trying to decipher the prophetic timeline using chronological time. How do you do that? And I don't understand. I'm a time traveler. Time is stacked. Time, time is layered. It doesn't go by the, the time clock of Kronos, the monster. You know, it goes by the Lord's command. And when he says go, that means go. And I think we're at go time right now. As a matter of fact, I know we are. For the last, um, I don't know, months. And I, I, I first thought maybe it was grieving or depression. No, no, it's the Lord. He wakes me up every morning between 4 and 4.30. And I cannot go back to sleep. I don't want to. I'm wide awake. And... Uh, What's there to do but to talk to him? We get so much stuff figured out. <laughs> we, you know, not just personal stuff, but, you know, biblical stuff and, um, you know, questions I have, you know, you know, does this part of the word mean that? And does that part of the word mean this? He's really good. He answers them. And then there's mornings where the intercession is so brutal I'm just sobbing my eyes out. I don't even know what I'm crying about. It's just a spirit of intercession over wherever the Lord wants to plug those prayers in. And that's what grandmas do best. And I'm a grandmother. And um, it's either, you know, my children, somebody's children, grandchildren, you know, whatever situation, the Lord has me just interceding. And it And it can be. Um, a lot. Some of it is over my own stuff. It's horrible. Um, it, it it can be over all kinds of stuff. And, and there's other times where it's just it's just a wonderful conversation about what's going on in the world. So, um, no, he he is really good if you ask him to interpret current events for you. He will um, give you a perspective on them that is absolutely. It's peace, it's joy, it's, yeah, it's bad. We all know it's bad. The bad is in your face all the time. But no, child of God, this is our time. This is our time of vindication. This is our time to look up. And honestly, those mornings when I'm up, I look like I'm looking for the Lord. Is it, are you coming to get us now? Is, it, is, it, is that why you woke me up? The, the conversations are that intimate where I, I I feel like he's right here because he is. He's in you. He's with you. And these are days when we look at all this bad stuff that we need to say, you know what? What did Jesus say to do? You know, the person who's talking to you right now was used in a ritual with Hillary Clinton horrible i don't think about her i think she's a disgusting pig from hell and she her and we get to watch 
that Jezebel is going down. Her and her children. So the Lord um, one morning, and and this is this is um, a good thing. Sometimes Johnny will text me and I'll text him and we pray for each other, whatever the need is that morning. And I get into this deep prayer and the Holy Spirit breaks out all over me. I can't even begin to describe to you what happened in that those hours because it went on for a couple hours. I could not physically move. And I knew I was in the presence of the Lord. It wasn't scary or anything like that. It was just the power of God was on me so strong that I not only could I not move, but I didn't want to. I was just absolutely pleased that he was sharing his power with me in those moments. And there was nothing to be said. It was just him. And he was with me. And... um now, you know, I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, how how blessed am I? I'll get up early every morning for this. And then somewhere in this, I look up and I have blinds that are in front of my window, in front of my bed. You know, and there's a window there. And through the blinds, I see light pouring through the blinds. And I'm thinking, oh, well, the Lord just covered me because that was a UFO and the Lord's going to kick him out of here. <laughs> of course, that's what I would think. And um, all of a sudden I can move and I'm like, okay, what is that? So I get up out of bed and I open the blinds and there's this blazing star right out in front of me. And I'm like, oh, that's a UFO. What is, I've never seen anything. What is that? So I have a little program on my phone. Of course I do. And that way I can identify that which is coming at me. Is that a UFO or is that a a real star? And so I point it. It's called Skyview or something. I point it, and it's Jupiter. And I think, hmm, well, then it's Jupiter. Oh, that's good. Well, good. It's not a UFO. And so I, you know, start walking away, and this word comes to me. Is Jupiter in the Bible? Well, I don't know. <laughs> the only thing that I know about Jupiter is the stuff that I learned in school. A few times I went to a planetarium, and then that movie Jupiter Rising kind of triggered me, and, and so it did with a lot of, you know, survivors. But And I never knew why, but anyway. So the only thing I know about Jupiter is these, you know, few things. And so I'm like, well, okay. So I keep listening. And then I hear this. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide day from night. And let them be for signs and seasons for days and years. I thought, hmm. And then this too. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars. That's Luke 21. So now we have it in a discourse from Jesus about the end. And the Lord just brought me to the beginning. So there it is. I get my coffee. 
and I sit down with the phone and I look up his question, is Jupiter in the Bible? Now I get this, and and the Lord is pretty good with me when, when I'm discovering things like that. He will make sure what comes to me is right. He's kind of like my research partner. So this is, this is only God could have brought this to me. And it had to do with a Rutgers astronomer. And I, I just smiled because Rutgers was one of those places they tortured me at. So it, again, full circle. The Rutgers astronomer knew that to match the Matthew Star of Bethlehem story, Jupiter had to be in the east. Well, you don't get much further east than me, <laughs> except for maybe Montauk. So using computer modeling, he found an eclipse of Jupiter in Aries on April 17th, 6 BCE, a day when Jupiter was precisely in the east. Well, this was written about the same day I saw this, which was October 26, 2015. I'm getting a little bit shook up. I'm thinking, okay, um, am I making too much out of this, or do I keep following my heart, which is what I did? Um, I didn't even ask for that. So I asked if Jupiter was in the Bible, and I got that. What planet is associated with Jesus? So it was the star of Bethlehem. That was the star, according to some. You don't have to agree with me, but here it is at 530 in the morning, and I believe the Lord is getting me ready to let me know in in eight ways to Sunday that he's on his way. Look, and I'm like, okay. All right, it's Jupiter in the Bible. So I put, okay, what is the Hebrew name for Jupiter? The Hebrew name for Jupiter is Sedek, whose usual meaning is justice. But the Arab name means the buyer or the owner. Okay. So that fits in with the parables. That fits in with a lot. Yes, he did purchase it with his own blood and he owns it because he created it and so then I I asked the Lord is Jupiter the star of Bethlehem and it came back yeah there was a very high probability that was true but it was more than that it was the fact that Jupiter was in Aries at that time. And that's where it is right now. Jupiter is in Aries. It left its zodiac, its normal zodiac sign, Pisces, and it entered Aries on April 22nd, 2023. And it will move into Taurus on May 1st, 2024. I thought, wow. I guess that is a sign of your coming. I can I can accept it as that. Um, I am not an astrologer. I'm not an astronomer. I don't believe in all of that astrology stuff. I think it's totally ridiculous. And people want to find out who they are by looking at the planets. I'm going to find out who I am in Christ. That's where my identity is. But apparently the Lord put the stars 
and those things in the sky as signs. And that morning at 5.30 in the morning, he showed me that he's on his way. And he will be here sometime before May. I believe that's what he was telling me that morning. Now, I'm not one for setting dates and times, so please don't tell me I'm doing that because I'm really not. This is something that was given to me, and I'm sharing it with you because I think it's wonderful. What I saw and what I was told was valid, and I believe it was. We don't have much longer to go. Now, it's not just that Jupiter was in Aries, because it's happened before. It's not that this has never happened except that one time. No, that's not true. But never before has Jupiter been in Aries and Jerusalem is surrounded by the whole world. Okay, never before all these other things lined up. And now here's this thing. And and I found it interesting that that followed in, in Luke 21, the, the destruction of Jerusalem. Now, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then no, its desolation is near. Okay, so that comes first. But then it goes on to say, and there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. So that morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, instead of like panicking about what was going on in the Middle East, knowing that we are the target, which the United States is the target. And they, and according to very valid prophetic voices of the, the very near future, people like Dmitry Dudeman, yeah, we're going to get it. There's been so many prophetic voices that have um, gone in complete unison with each other that the United States is going to get it. And we deserve it. You know, the other day I I was reading what was going on at the U.N. The United States is getting blamed for what's going on over there. Russia holds us completely accountable. So does China. That's Gog and Magog. Now, if we're defending Israel, we're in the way. They're going to get rid of us. So never before have we had all of these signs come together in this beautiful picture that he's going to come get us. Now, I, you know, there's those of you out there saying, well, all these things have been second coming and a rapture and all these things. Okay, fine. Yeah, everybody's entitled to their own opinion about that. And I certainly am open to anybody that wants to discuss these things with me. I'm, that's fine. I just know that it was 5.30 in the morning, and I'm texting Johnny. I'm like, he just gave me a sign of his coming. I can't believe it. I was so completely excited and overwhelmed. I mean, the spirit was just so, so strong. And so that day was a very special day to me. And maybe some of you know about this. I don't know. I didn't. So then about... I kind of forgot about it for a while. And then about three or four nights ago, it was a very clear night. There was a cloud in the sky. I go outside, and it's pitch black. I live in a country 
It's never pitch black. There's always a, a display of stars out there that are just gorgeous, but there wasn't a single one except for one. I go upstairs and I get my my phone and I pointed at the, the one and that's exactly what it was. It was Jupiter. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, here just recently talking about Jupiter and financials and all this stuff. And okay, the Lord is coming. He brings prosperity to his people. But I just want those of you that are listening to be encouraged. If you take being attacked as also confirmation like I do, the very next day, and I'm talking the next day, I wake up and I my head is just swimming. I cannot figure out what in the world just happened. Uh, something happened. And I'm all upset. I'm like, oh, what was that? They took a square biopsy out of my eye. And I believe they did this with signals. Now, I do not believe I was abducted because the Lord told me he put an end to that. But they can come right through the walls. They are the experts at molecular manipulation. And after they've done that, you will have changes in your walls. Some of my walls just crumbled when I tried to put a nail into them just to hang a picture. It just crumbled. I could never figure out, oh, whoever did this used cheap drywall or whatever. But no, the truth is, is that they were coming through the walls. So um, that happened to me the next day. And I sent the picture along to Johnny so he could see it. I got attacked pretty bad the next day. So as I was praying about what I would talk to you about tonight, I knew I was supposed to tell you about that. I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was just going to stay quiet about it because I know people get so violent it gets so hateful. And it's like, why? Why? Can't we just all share what the Lord has given us? Aren't we all supposed to bring it to the potluck table? Well, this is what the Lord has given me. And, oh, that really fits with what the Lord has given you. And, oh, boy, here's somebody coming over here with that scripture. But, no, that's not what we do now. We we tell each other that we're, the other one's wrong and that we're right and that, you know, they just need to go away. And I've heard that pretty much for the longest time stayed away from the prophetic scriptures because I heard people fighting like that within the church. I'm like, all that's doing is bringing division. We should be just focusing in on what we're doing today. But now um, I have become quite the student of the prophetic scriptures and the Holy Spirit has done that with me, been my teacher. But anyway, so... That is what the Lord gave me, and I want you to be encouraged. And I do know that a lot of you have been targeted. I do know a lot of you are going through a a really difficult time. And it does seem to me that the time is getting shorter, but the attacks are becoming more vicious. But the presence of the Lord is becoming a lot more as well. And that goes along with what the scripture says. The scripture says, that where darkness abounds, grace does much more abound. And I believe his grace is so there for us right now. 
what we should be doing right now is 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 getting ready um cleaning the temple well what does that mean the lord told me to get my house in order well which house <laughs> I, I you know maybe that's the one i live in or is it the one that you live in i i don't know i guess it's both so i'm doing both i right now i'm just chucking out all kinds of everything because i don't know if i'm going to even be here I'm just leaving it behind, so I don't want to leave a bunch of junk for other people to have to clean up. So, and and if you knew me, you'd know I never talked like this before. But when the Lord wakes me up at five o'clock in the morning and starts pointing things out in the sky, I think I better pay attention. And then when I let it slip my mind, He points it out a second time. Yeah, I think I better pay attention. So, um. I, I I want to be careful with that though because it's experiential. You know, I'm I'm biblically based. I'm a scholar of the Word, and um, I will continue to do that because that is where the life is. That is where Jesus is. He is the Word, and I can't encourage you enough right now to get as much of that into you as possible. Um, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you sometimes because it's so dark and it's so thick out there right now that it's even hard to read i love the word it's hard for me to read it and they'll have to stop and say okay lord i know that it's not me this time this time (laughs) um i know that something's going on here that isn't right so i need a double portion of your holy spirit right now and then i'll start praying for holy fire and the next thing you know i'm just totally lost in his word and that means that, like the old timers used to say, the skies are like brass. And there's so many of them down here, it's really hard. It, it's, you know, we'll see this in the book of Daniel. When, when Daniel was praying, it took um, the angel three weeks to get to him. But here we are, Americans, we expect our answer right now. And if we don't get it right now, then... Uh, you know, maybe there's sin in our life or God's not there or we come up with a million reasons why, when in fact, the Bible clearly tells us that we are to wait on the Lord. I'm going to tell you as a time traveler what that means. Yes, he's omnipresent, but there's time dilation between him and us. And so that means that there is a a time jump. Can the Lord do it? Yeah. But from what I've seen, the Lord pretty much lives by his own rules. So if it takes three weeks for that, that, that to get to you, then you better wait three weeks. And I had an experience not too long ago like that. I was being attacked by a bunch of witches. And I woke up in the morning. I'm all beat up. I'm crying out that, oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, you know, I, I can't even understand why the Lord is allowing this. And I'm, I'm all beat up. My faith has taken a pounding, and so am I. Uh, I'm just, you know, on my face, just crying. Oh, Lord, I don't know what I did. Why are you so mad at me? And and it wasn't that he was mad at me. I was taking a pounding. It took three, almost four days before that lifted off of me. So we we have to start thinking in terms of waiting on the Lord. So patience 
is important. And don't ask for it because it's going to make you wait longer. Ask for strength. Ask for strength to wait on him. And if I'm not mistaken, um, they're going to signal the uh, foot soldiers that are in training camps all through this country right now, millions of them. Ask the Lord to make you invisible to your enemy. He did it a lot in the Old Testament. How much more now? Ask him to make you invisible to your enemy. He'll drive right by you. Ask the Lord to um, prepare you because it's going to get bad. They're going to attack our power stations. They're going to attack our hospitals. They're going to attack babies and children in schools, and they're going to attack anything they can as viciously as they can because you have to think like them. They hate with a hatred that can only be from hell. Nothing is going to stop their hatred. And they hate you. They're trained from the time they're babies to hate Americans. I've seen videos of them as young as four and five holding plastic Uzis, you know, shooting stupid Americans. They know exactly what they're doing bringing them in here. They've been writing books on this for a long time. There are military experts that know as well. So even more than the nukes, I I really do think that we're going to see that. They're going to outnumber our military. They already do. And they are being handed technologies from some of the wealthiest um, nations in the world that had no such stupid ideas to disarm, to disable their, their, their military. We came from a place of power the United States did once. We're not anymore. Joe Biden is there to show the world that we are decrepit, that we're dying, that the West is dying, that we are corrupt. Um, that's why we have these freaks, you know, going through his cabinet and Congress. It is to make us a laughingstock to the entire world, and it's working. We're under judgment. You know, and as somebody pointed out to me today, why everybody is, like, freaking out at the carnage that's going on in the Middle East. There are millions of babies slaughtered over here every single day. And last night in this country, there was millions of babies sacrificed to Satan all over the world. But you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that as the satanically controlled media. They're only going to hear what Satan wants them to tell you because they are the very mouthpiece of the prince of the power of the air. They will do as they're told. They're being controlled by something they don't even understand. So um, I began to think on this time frame that, you know, if, if this is accurate, that 
Jupiter leaves beginning of May. Well, that month prior to that, they celebrate Passover, which is basically the celebration of the escape from the Israelites escaping from Egypt. So I'm thinking this sign has got to be valid. And he gave it to me, and I'm sure he's given it to others. And I was very blessed that morning. And now when I'm looking at these things that are happening in the Middle East and these things that are happening at our border and the shakiness of the financial um, world and what's going on in uh, with people, their health, the depression is off the charts. Uh, this younger generation, we can't depend on them for anything. It used to be the younger generation is the ones that carried us through war. Uh, they're all on Prozac and mind meds and Adderall and whatever they've been given in school and being told they're emotionally disturbed and getting perks for that. So we can't depend on them. So when I'm I'm looking at all this stuff, it's very easy just slip into depression myself and not want to do anything except just keep listening to the news and, you know, trying to dig underneath the news. And I finally, in, in, in my own mind, I understand what's going on there, at least spiritually. Um, it's all falling into the Lord's timeline. And that's really good for his people. It's really easy to fall in the toilet of what's going on in Babylon. It's really easy just to wash your hands and walk away, except the Bible says we're to occupy. So we keep going to work and we keep fighting our way through until he comes and gets us. And we keep praying against the evil and the atrocities and we keep praying for our people that are have not quite made it to where they need to be spiritually and and. We keep standing on the promises of God until he comes and gets us. But I think it's really important to keep our eyes in the scriptures, to keep our eyes and do exactly what he says. I mean, if he says, look up, look up. If he says, don't let these things bother you, don't let them bother you. You know, he says, become like a little child. They're very literal. Maybe we need to be very literal. He says, look up, let's look up. And that way I can balance it out with how absolutely horrible everything has has gotten. I, you know, I, I couldn't even five years ago, ten years ago, see what's happening now. I couldn't see it. Now, <laughs> I have alters that saw it. They had been down future timelines, but I myself, you know, just based upon, you know, and, and most of us couldn't. You know, again, back to the gray aliens. Would any of us 10 years ago understand them as being biologically based wetware that's being controlled by AI and quantum computers? I tried to tell people, but nobody listened. They didn't understand. Fell so far down the, the, the rabbit hole of what they were exactly that, that they never came back, which is exactly what they wanted you to do. And I'm guilty of that 
trying to figure out what had happened to me. You know, I just, I, I, I just dug too far. And, you know, I, I think that's the other thing. Because the Internet has so much information and so much disinformation, it's really hard now. I guess it always was, but it's really hard now to navigate that. You know, we we kept seeing these images of dead babies coming across. How disturbing was that? Well, that's exactly what it was intended to do. None of us believed it. But then I saw videos and I knew it was true. So why are they targeting babies and hospitals and women? Well, they're going for maximum uh, sensationalism. They're going for maximum attention. They sell a lot of news that way. But the question is, is how much of it do we allow into our soul? We look at it, our eyes are a window to our soul, and that stuff seeps down into our soul, and then it's a fine line walking, you know, staying clean and pure before the Lord with our heart stayed on him, looking up with joy, and then what's going on in the world. It's even harder when you know that there's this other dimension and many other dimensions that are full of creatures. It's even harder when you can see them. For a while there, I could hardly function at all. I saw them everywhere I went. They were on everything. I thought it was me. It wasn't me. It's, it's, they, that's what was happening. And I was seeing into the spirit world. It's an overlay. I don't know how to describe it. It's a layer. You have, you know, your 3D world where everything happens, you know, gravity happens, all these things happen. And then you have this other world that overlays it. And it's spirit. It's um, mostly run by the devil, although it doesn't belong to him. but we're already seated in heavenly places. So we fight down, not up. We have to walk with boots on the ground, but where our spirit is fighting down. Our spirit's already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We fight down. Sometimes it's hard to know that we're seated with him in heavenly places. A lot of times it's hard to know. But it's the truth because time does not exist. It does. We have to live under it, but where we're going, it doesn't. So that makes prophetic timelines even more interesting because time is not chronological. When John saw those visions, he saw them the way he would understand them and wrote them down the way he would understand them. But when you've traveled outside of time, you know that it doesn't work like that when you're in the eternal realms. And there's many different um, timelines in those eternal realms, but I'll tell you right now, the Lord cut the enemy's day short at least a half dozen times last month. I'm not sure what he did, but every time he did it, the Lord yanked him up even harder. Yanked him up. And this happened at least six times. 
No, you know, also those days are cut short for the for the very elect. But I also think he's cutting the devil's day short because he screwed up. He always does that. He always goes too far. Because he's a rebel, full of iniquity. But the days have been cut short. And I got woken up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning to, to see a sign coming through my window. And I looked up. And I want to encourage all of us to do that, to do exactly what Jesus told us to do, to look up and quit looking down. Babylon is is burning. Egypt is failing. This world has nowhere to go. It is so gross. And we, we want to hang on to it. We, and that's what's so odd, is we want to hang on to it. Yeah, there's a lot of good things that happen. I'm not saying there isn't. I love my life. Well, parts of it anyway. You know, I, I, I love my chickens, and I have a little mini farm. I, I enjoy that very much. I've been canning. I enjoy that. I mean, there's a lot of things I enjoy. But it's nothing compared to where we're going. When he wakes me up in the morning, I hear this. Good morning, Mrs. Jesus. And, and I've thought a lot about that because it's really hard for guys to understand that they're Mrs. Jesus. And that's because they don't understand the word mister. It means master. Master Jesus. And we are his missus. It has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with position. We are to be looking for a groom to go to a wedding. My daughter um, has Down syndrome. She she very low IQ and nonverbal. She kept saying to me, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And on my birthday, which was last month, she was so excited, she stayed up all night looking out. And I couldn't understand what was going on with her. The next day, she was in tears. I said, what's the matter? No, Jesus. So happy birthday means to her that she's going to a party. And I didn't tell her any of that. Like I said, believe what you want. She she doesn't know any of that. She certainly doesn't have the ability to um, understand prophetic timelines, but she is incredibly spiritually gifted. And she has um, a seer gift that makes me blind. I mean, she can see like nobody's business basically because she doesn't prejudge what she sees. So she um, she sees both sides, and that really makes me upset sometimes. But um, it's just who she is. And um, this past week has been very hard on her. There's been a lot of demonic activity. I'm sure people that are listening right now um, have been through plenty of that. This week. Oh, I forgot to tell you my blog um, is Realms of Hope, R E A L M S of Hope.com. Um, that's my blog if you want to read. Uh, and, uh, I'll be posting about this vision here. And it's, I haven't posted in a while. I'm just so busy. But um, all these things that I've talked to you about tonight are on there, including photographs of things that I have photographed, you know, as I am walking through my life with this constant barrage of supernatural um, targeting 
along with military targeting, I, I had both. Um, from my body, I have probably expelled uh, thousands, and I mean that over years, thousands of implants. Some of them actually have um, images in them. They're very tiny. They're on the blog. You can see them. Some of them have images of uh, giants in them. Some of them have images. I don't know what they are. I just You can definitely see that there is a face. I don't know if they're part. I don't know what they are, but I do know that they're pretty much gone at this point. Um, that's on the blog. Um, the next time I come, I will talk to you about the Nephilim that are among us right now. I was married to one for 24 years. They are not like us at all. They're the children of Cain. And I know this because I lived with one for 24 years. Again, it's experiential that I went and I found the research to support it. They never left this planet. They've been with us forever. They've worked very, very diligently on correcting all the problems, like the six fingers and the six toes, although there's still you know, throwbacks to that. The two rows of teeth, there's still throwbacks to that. Um, the, the, the giantism, I mean, there's still throwbacks, but mostly they look just like us. They blend right in. Um, the blood of Jesus can still cover them, but most of the time they're too prideful for that to work. So um, I would say all of them are narcissists. That's why the huge explosion of narcissism, I think that's, a card, a code word for Nephilim. I believe whoever they are, they're inhabited by something at the very least, um, at the very worst. It's it's imprinted in their DNA. Um, they do not care about you whatsoever. They care about themselves. And their agendas make no sense. And if they somehow attach themselves to you, you... Um, are now in a prison until you can throw them off, which is very difficult to do because it's spiritual. They have their hooks into you. They drain your very life from you. They um, they will share their health conditions with you. They will um, put an energy drain in you that so they can function, but you can't. They are predators. They are parasites in every sense of the word, but they look just like us, and you can't tell. So um, right now, in the days of the Great Delusion, the antidote is discernment. And I ask for that every single day. Um, it's very difficult to trust anybody anymore. And that's wise. Be very careful who you allow into your, you know, your world. Because you just don't know what you're going to get. Does that mean you can go through your life just not trusting anybody? No, I didn't say that. But I said you have to be careful. You have to be very discerning about what you're dealing with. Um, people send me photographs all the time, and it's immediate. I can see it right away. The slit eyes, uh, various formations of demonic things on them. It's just so easy, but they can't see it. Why? Their their understanding has been dulled because um, with, uh, quote, unquote, rationalism, their spiritual senses have been completely dulled. However, the Bible is very clear that our spiritual senses are very alive. You know, taste and see the Lord is good. Eyes to hear, and no, eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is saying. These are all senses that we need to develop right now because the days are very evil, very dark. We've got to keep our lamps burning, and we have to make sure that we are very careful that we don't fall into their traps. 
And um, with that being said, I don't think I can say much more, Johnny. I can uh, go ahead and pray um, if you want. Um, I guess I could keep talking if you'd like. I mean, it's up to you. No, no, no. That's absolutely wonderful. Praise God. And um, and um, I really appreciate you sharing with everybody um, what the Lord revealed to you. Sorry if I sound a little <clears throat> tired or whatever, but it uh, seems that I've picked no, up a little it. bit of a, a flu. So anyway, yeah. it, I'm, I think it'll pass. Pretty sure it's going to pass. I just took some medication, checked my temperature, and it's fine. So, anyway, there's stuff going around all over the place. But anyway, thank you so much, Sister Elena. Would you go ahead and close with a prayer for us tonight? God bless you. Thank I you. I sure will. Father God, in Jesus' name, again, we close out the program before you. Uh, your throne of grace and mercy that you told us in the book of Hebrews that we might approach boldly because of the blood of Jesus. So we cover ourselves right now with the blood of Jesus. We put on the full armor of God that we might take our stands against the schemes of the enemy. Father God, right now, if there's anybody listening in that, you know, just seems like so much, um, most important thing to know is that the Lord who created you also died for you. And the only way to get to him is through the blood of his son. And you have to understand that, that you have to receive that. You can give him nothing. You have to receive his his um, forgiveness for you. The only way to the Father is through him. So, Father, um, for anybody that's listening, they they have questions about that. Father, I am asking that they would um, find their way to a Bible where you would lead them. The Holy Spirit will lead them exactly where they need to go. Father God, I am thanking you for everyone listening in that they are open to such, you know, things like <laughs> grace and that sort of thing. Father, in Jesus' name, I am thanking you that we are not ignorant of the devil's schemes. I am thanking you for the joy of the Lord that's our strength. I am thanking you for the blessings of the Lord that follow us everywhere we go. I'm thanking you for the holy fire to beat back the enemy and his wiles. Father, I'm thanking you that you are with us all the time, not some of the time, all of the time, and that you do fight for us. Father, I'm thanking you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Elena, for joining us tonight. God bless you all for joining us. Um, uh, And uh, we will see you, Lord willing, at the Friday Night Prayer Vigil, 7 p.m. Thank you, Elena, and thank you for sharing that testimony. It's very powerful. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, fine. Lord, thank you. Good you night. You'll see you at four o'clock tomorrow morning. All right on that. Right on time. That's it. That's how, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Way past my nothing keeps, time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Nobody keeps holding me down. All right. Praise God. Thank you all. See you on. Like I said, God seven o'clock. Lord willing. Good night. Okay. God bye. Bless you, Elena.
I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.